On today's show, I talk to Alyssa about her double family, double DVC trip report. This is Double Your WDW, the Disney World Planning Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 167. I'm your host, Julie Elster, creator of DoubleYourWDW.com, the Disney World Planning website. Today I chat with Alyssa. Alyssa went to Disney World with not only her family, but a friend and their family. And also they did double DVC points to stay at two different resorts. So it's double DVC rental, double families for double your WDW. I thought it was perfect. Um, And Alyssa is fabulous, Um, not only because she had a lot of great tips and great information if you're considering something like renting DVC points. We talk a lot about security kept coming up, so a lot of good tips there. Um, But also, she's a great sport. This I had like a record number of technical issues, um, multiple outages in weirdly in like the two-hour space that we were talking. Also, while we were talking, um, a lightsaber literally fell off the wall behind me. And these things are heavy. They're surprisingly heavy. And she stayed with me the whole time. I tried my best to uh, keep the conversation moving. I edited out the craziness. So I apologize. You won't hear that. But I will say Alyssa is such a trooper. So I want to thank her even before this episode begins for sticking with me. Um, and I guys, I hope you guys will stick with us on this episode because Alyssa's really sweet. She has great tips, a lot of good information here. So I'm just going to go ahead and let her take it away. Hey, Alyssa, thanks for being on the show. How are you? I am doing great. And we're excited to be back, but obviously have a little bit of the Disney blues looking to play my next trip. (laughs) You're back and already planning the next one. I understand completely. What were the dates of this most recent trip? So we were in Orlando from May 27th until June 3rd. That's pretty uh, lengthy trip. How many park days did you do in that time? So we ended up doing six park days. And the reason was uh, we were staying at a boardwalk resort and then Bay Lake Tower. And so we knew we'd be close to the parks and we wanted to go in as much as possible. And so we were like, let's look in a park ticket. And we looked at Park Hopper, and it was cheaper to do six park days than it was to do five days with a Park Hopper. So we just went ahead and did six days, knowing that one of those days, we really wouldn't be in the park very much. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. And how many people are going on this trip with you? So in our hotel room, there are nine people. Um, It was two separate families. So it was four adults and five kids. And then we met up with another family that had three in their party, but we just kind of met up with them at the parks. That's a lot of people. <laughs> okay, so tell me, you I know you did split stay, so there's going to be two different resorts to talk about, but how did you guys um, decide what type of hotel room to get for that many people? Was it just one room or did you have multiple rooms? So we have stayed um, in a two-bedroom villa with my family before, with my parents. Uh, so when we started thinking about this trip, we thought that that would be a great economical way to do it because you can stay at a better resort um, by doing a two-bedroom villa than you could at a really a value resort with two separate rooms. Um, so that's kind of why we made this decision because we rented DVC points um, through DVC reservations. And so we were able to stay at Boardwalk and Bay Lake 
for almost the exact same price when I looked it up as we could stay at Art of Animation in two separate rooms. Mm, okay, that's I was I was going to ask both of those questions. So I love that you got to it already. First of all, renting DVC points, because that is the best way to do deluxe at a decent price. And on top of that, like you said, you can get like the two bedroom, one bedroom, two bedroom. You have more options for larger groups. So we have that going for us. And it sounds like you did the math too. You priced out a value resort. Like, all right, what what if we got multiple rooms at a value resort versus a villa? And so it ended, was it cheaper to do DVC points or it was just a little bit more, but that value with deluxe was worth it? So it would have been cheaper if we were able to get the standard view. But when we booked, when I did the um, DVC reservations, you put in your request of what you want. So I requested the standard view, but that was not available. So then we had to upgrade our view. So from the price I like quoted when we were planning to what we actually had to book, it was about a $700 difference, which then made it um, just a little more expensive than staying at Art of Animation, but it was actually still cheaper than Caribbean Beach. And I mean, with double well, and strollers. It's a, and it's a deluxe. I mean, you're in a deluxe. And both of those resorts, you can walk to parks. Okay, I'm wondering, I've rented DVC points. And that's, uh, in my opinion, that's the best way to do a deluxe resort period. Even if you just want like a studio, you want a more standard room. I think that's the best way to go. But I've never done it as a split stay. Did you find that challenging? Because I know with with renting DVC points, it's kind of a crapshoot. You know, you're like, this is what I want. And like you said, you didn't even get your first choice. You wanted standard room. You ended up having to get, you know, a different view that cost a different price. Um, was it stressful? Were there any issues in being like, here are the dates and these need to line up perfectly and there's no wiggle room with these dates? Did that, like, was it stressful? How did that all work out? It was a little stressful, mostly because I wasn't just planning for my own family. So I knew I have to take everybody's trip into consideration. And I am a planner, but also they have planned their own Disney trip. And so then it was like, I want to make sure that I'm planning the best trip for everybody. So the way it works is you put in a request. So originally I put the request in at a different reservation um, rental site. And they did not have the points that we needed. We wanted to do three nights and three nights. So three nights at Boardwalk, three nights at Bay Lake. Well, that wasn't an option. So I was like, well, let me try a different site. So I did. And originally they said, oh, yeah, that'll be no problem. But it was a problem. They didn't have enough points at Boardwalk. So, I mean, at Bay Lake, sorry. At Bay Lake, they only had enough for two nights instead of three. So then we started talking back and forth. Was it worth it to do the split stay for two nights? I mean, we're packing five kids and, you know, their ages were seven, five, four, two, and one. So that's a lot of people to move. Um, But they had stayed at Bay Lake before. And so they thought going into Magic Kingdom, just being able to walk there and being able to take naps in the room would be worth it. So it was worth the hassle. So and how did was, you end so. up getting the other one if they did they didn't you said they didn't have Bay Lake at first? Did you just wait it out? Did you end up getting that reservation through a different third party DVC rental company? How did that all pan out? So I went with the second company because they were able to get me two nights. They weren't able to get me three. Oh, and I the see. way it works is you pay it all up front. So we put in our request, you have to do two separate requests that if you can't get both of them, we don't want either of them. 
Um, because when you make a request, you put, it's like $50 deposit down. And if you don't book, you, you get that $50 back. But if they can meet your request, then you are expected to pay for it at that moment. So we needed both parts to work before we were going to go ahead and put thousands of dollars down on right, this trip. Right. <laughs> it is a little bit stressful to do DVC rental. But if you have your heart set on a deluxe, it is the best value by far. So with that many people, how did, how did everybody, how did you split everybody up? You said it was two bedrooms. So how, yes. like, what was the, what were the room configurations then? Cause that's a lot of people in, in one area. Yes. Yeah, so we did, each family got their own room. So in the two bedroom, we had a lock off at boardwalk. So in the hotel type room, um, which had a double bed and then the pullout sleeper, the family of five stayed in there because they wanted two separate beds. Um, so their kids slept on the pullout, they slept in the double and the baby slept in a pack and play. And then we stayed in that room in the master room, which had a king bed. So my daughter just slept between us, <laughs> um, which she would prefer to do every night of her life. And then my baby actually uh, slept in the closet which is a perk of having a big room. Sounds worse than it is. <laughs> it was a large closet. It was very spacious. And I actually preferred that when we switched over to Bay Lake, she had to sleep in our room. So sometimes we would be coming in when she was sleeping, which my four-year-old does not know how to be quiet. And so it's lovely for her to have her own okay. door. Okay. Um, so let me ask too, with this many people, how did you handle planning like ahead of time planning was there one person in charge of that did each family kind of do their own thing did you discuss like here are the times together here are the times we're apart how did that all work so um going into the trip we decided we were going to mostly stay together except for for some of the bigger rides we weren't sure if our daughter would do that um and she also really wanted to meet princesses and i assumed that their boys did not want to do that so we were mostly going to do everything together. So what we did is um, we each filled out this little survey that I made of all the rides and ranked our priorities. And then we talked about, okay, what does each person want to do? And then we tried our best to make that happen as we planned. Okay. All right. Why don't we talk about getting in? Where are you guys coming from? And did you travel they together, both families? So they're coming from New Braunfels, Texas, which is about eight hours um, away from us in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So the first day, they actually drove into a city right outside of Baton Rouge, and then we all met up on the road and then went to Gainesville. And then the next morning, we went to Disney. Okay, so it's quite a trip. You kind of uh, caravaned the yeah. second half of it over there. <laughs> all right. Um, your first day at Disney, did you arrive with time to do the parks or are you just heading straight to your resort? What's the plan on your first Disney day? So on our first Disney day, we went, um, we left earlier than we thought we would. I mean, the perks of having young kids is they wake up super early, no matter what. <laughs> so we were up and ready to go. So we had breakfast in Gainesville and then we headed to, uh, Epcot. So we went to Boardwalk and checked our luggage. Um, and we got there around 11 
and Emily had to get a stroller because she was renting a stroller from Kingdom Strollers. And that worked out great. As soon as we were pulling up, they were texting her. And so she ran in to get the stroller. Now, what's the process when renting a stroller from a third party person? What was that process like? So she contacted Kingdom Strollers. She was able to pick the type of stroller she wanted. So she got a double stroller. Um, I forgot what type, but it was a double stroller. And then they drop it off to you. You have to be physically there. So she had to set up a time um, and she set up the time that we thought we'd be there. So that's kind of how we decided when we were leaving the other hotel was so that she could pick up her stroller. Okay. So she could physically be there to meet the person from Kingdom Strollers. Okay. And now you guys are heading over to Epcot. What time is it at this point? So it was around 11 o'clock. Um, I actually did our 11 o'clock lightning lane from um, boardwalk. I was sitting in the lobby as John was parking the car and I was trying to do the hack, but his tip board wouldn't load. So I just went ahead and got um, the frozen lightning lane. We had gotten Remy that morning at breakfast um, at the other hotel. Oh, so you're planning, so we you were planning ahead even before you were actually at Disney, you were starting to grab things in the morning. Yes. And this day we knew we were meeting up with the other family of three. So I was getting lightning lanes for all 12 of us. Um, were you in so, charge of that during the trip, grabbing lightning lanes? Yes. I didn't talk about this before. So um, their son, uh, the family we were with, he actually has epilepsy. Um, and we were originally just planning to do lightning lanes. We felt we had enough knowledge of the park. Um, but he actually had a pretty bad seizure right before he left. And we were very worried about his capability to make it throughout the day. So Emily went ahead and set up DAS for him, which kind of threw a kink in our planning because the way um, DAS works is you get six people. And we had seven people in our party with tickets, but the cast member actually made an exception and we all seven got it. Oh, that was nice of them to do that. I didn't realize that they made exceptions like that. That was very nice of them to do that. I think it was because we had so many little kids is the only reason they did it. Um, Now, this first day, we were still planning with the three other people that we were planning on meeting up with ahead of time. We didn't even ask. Obviously, that would be a major exception. Um, So we didn't ask. So we just did lightning lanes this day um, because we knew it would work out better for everybody. Okay. All right. So today's only lightning lanes we're not using das on this day you've already started grabbing them we've got remy and you said frozen and now you're heading over to the parks right yes okay so kind of walk me through your morning afternoon at epcot so we got into the parks when we first walked in daisy was right by the international gateway and my daughter freaked out that was her favorite part of the whole trip um was seeing the characters on the street Um, Not the ones you really, you do have to wait in line, but it wasn't like we were intentionally going to find this character. She was just there. Um, So the kids waited in line. They saw Daisy while I went and got the honey, um, the bee stroll, spike the bee scavenger hunt for all the kids because we knew that we wanted the plates and that would be something fun that they could do while we're in the countries. Um, And so right after that, we walked over to Remy because it was time for our lightning lane. And at that point, the other family that we were meeting up with were on Remy. So they were going to get back off and then get back on and do a lightning (laughs) lane with us. Oh, so they Um, did stand by. Yes. So they waited, I think um, she said like 50 minutes in standby. 
Um, and as we were waiting for them to get off, it was, this was right at 11 o'clock. So I guess we got in a little bit earlier. Um, oh no, I'm sorry. It was 12 o'clock. The ice cream shop with the ice cream sandwiches, um, in France, I think it's called like Lace Day something. Um, where they do like the pressed sandwiches. Yeah. It's like French bread with ice cream in it. So we hadn't eaten lunch yet. Naturally, this is vacation. So Emily, Emily went and got one for each family. Uh, and we saw Aurora. So we had to wait in that line. So as she got that, we saw Aurora and then we ate our ice cream sandwiches as some of our kids cried because that was not an ice cream sandwich. <laughs> so, um, There's no yeah. winning when you're a parent. There's no winning. Exactly. I mean, my daughter would have liked that, but she would not try it. So that's okay. We went on Remy um, and it was awesome. Oh, and we had gotten a DAS for Test Track when we walked in, but we were probably not going to use it and Test Track went down. So we got an experienced DAS at this point um, while we were on Remy. So we got off Remy, all the kids loved it and it was very cute. And we headed to Guardians. So we had a virtual queue that we had gotten at 7am. My husband had been practicing getting the virtual queue um, for months. And so there's nothing more disappointing when you miss out on the free virtual queue. Yeah, you know, he, he was just excited. And so he got the virtual queue for everybody. So we walked on over to Guardians. So we pretty much crossed the entire park to go over there. And then we were going to have to do a rider swap. So we went and set up rider swap and my husband and I took the babies um, and they had their five-year-old go on guardians because he was tall enough. And so that was his second ride. How did he he do? Not good. Um, I guess, so he liked the space theme. He wasn't scared by the ride, but it was a little intense for him. Uh, So that kind of scared him off of rides for a lot of the trip um, because we then had to convince him. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. So, uh, so they went on guardians and we waited with their baby, our baby, and then our little girl. And we actually walked over to the citrus blossom and we did that food booth. Um, My husband was very big on picking up these local beers that are in Orlando right now. So even though we could go there for an hour from our house, (laughs) We had some parish beer in Orlando. Uh, and then he was getting a little hangry at this point. And the virtual queue is awesome, but it is a wait. So it was about an hour for them to go through the virtual queue. So we also went to Brunch Crot and he got shrimp and grits to eat as we were kind of walking around and waiting for them. He said it was very good. And we're from New Orleans area. So, so you know shrimp and grits. Yeah. Um, and then they got off the ride and we met them over at connections because their kids were getting a little hungry. So they went ahead and ordered them food while John and I went on guardians, which was our favorite ride. (laughs) And you did not have to wait in the hour long because you did rider swap because you had the babies. So you were able to go through the lightning lane version of it. Yes. Okay. Was this your yeah. first time on Guardians? This was. Yeah. Yeah. And you you loved it? You guys loved it? We loved it. So we got the same song as them, which I think that the songs are on like a timed 
I'm not sure this could be untrue, but like an hour of this song, then an hour of this song. Cause both times when we went on it, we got the same exact song as the other family. Huh? I, you know, I've never written it back to back like that. Yeah. I, I don't know, but it was awesome. Um, we loved guardians. So we met them back at connections. And then at this point we were going to go to Soren. I had picked up uh, one o'clock lightning lane for Soren. So we all walked over to um, Soren and we went kind of the back way around the back of the construction walls. So we were going to pass by Figment and Mickey had just started meeting right there. So we went and saw Mickey um, and then we went to Soren. Are some of the younger kids able to ride? So all the adults obviously could ride, but we decided that we didn't want to waste time doing another rider swap. So my daughter, Carmel, she's just 40 inches. So she was able to ride Soren and we had kind of been prepping her for that one. So she rode and then the other family's oldest boy rode. Levi was still a little shook from Guardian. So he decided to go on living with the land instead. And then um, the the third family we met up with, their son went. So it was me and the dads and the oldest kids. Um, and as we were in the line for Soren, I was holding Carmel and my light and my magic band fell off. And so getting onto Soren, I realized, oh my gosh, my magic band just fell off. Oh and no. I have, yes. I, I am not one to buy um, a new magic band every trip. I have the free one from when it used to be free. So I went up to the cast member at the front as soon as we got off and I asked him if anyone had found it. He asked me my name and what color it was and they had it. So I knew I had scans into the lightning lane. So it was a small amount of space. Um, but after that I put on, I bought the little protectors on Amazon that kind of go around like a watch band. So I put that on and it did not fall off again. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. I mean, they're not cheap, but they are so much easier. I know some people get the keys to world card, but to me, just everyone having a magic band makes it so much faster going through the line than me as the mom having to hold everybody's card. Yeah. I'm not into yeah. That. Totally understand that. <laughs> So we got off of that ride um, and they were off of living with the land already, obviously, because it had no weight and they just walked straight on. Um, and we went over to Turtle Talk and Nemo and the next Turtle Talk show was about to begin. So we just went in the back way through the aquarium and went straight to Turtle Talk. And that was so cute. I love Turtle <laughs> Talk. Um, now, they, here's one that all the kids will like. Yeah, this will be yeah. a crowd pleaser for all of the kids after doing a few that they couldn't do or traumatized them. Absolutely. And so last time when we went, we didn't have other kids. Uh, and it was really great for Carmel to sit on the floor with people that she knew and was friends with. And so that's really a joy of going with another family that your child has a friend to go with. Um, she got called on and she doesn't know what a question is. So she just told Crush that she had her baby Jack-Jack because she brought this little Kiwi bird with her. Um, and he talked about how he had 65 babies and then they moved on promptly <laughs> to the next child, uh, that we rode Nemo and that was no wait. So we didn't use a lightning lane. We just walked right on and Levi was freaking out about, oh, it's so dark. Is this scary? And well, luckily that ride is so quick. I mean, that one's yes. like over before it starts, so <laughs> not too traumatizing. <laughs> not that it's not scary, but you know. <laughs> no, and even the darkness, I'm, 
it's not super dark. It looks like an aquarium. It's watercolored. So we did that. And then we went into the aquarium and let the kids kind of run around for a little while. And our frozen lightning lane was coming up. So it was about like five o'clock at this point. And our frozen lightning lane started at 5.30. So the dads left to go get a drink from one of the festival booths. And then we met them over at Frozen and we all rode Frozen and our picture on Frozen, my baby's face is priceless. <laughs> she Did she I, know there was going to be a drop? Well, this is, is that... my 20 month old. Oh, okay. 20 okay. So the, the answer is no then. So no. Yeah. The answer is no. <laughs> my other daughter, um, last time we rode Frozen, she has some sensory issues, um, nothing major, but she does not like to get unexpectedly wet. So last time we rode Frozen um, was about a year before this. She freaked out coming off the ride because she had gotten wet. So we had done a lot of preparation, like you will get wet, but it's okay. Um, And the cast member told us if you sit in the back row, you're less likely to get splashed. So we sat in the back with her and she did not get wet. She sat in the back middle. Oh, good. Um, It's good. It's nice that you could ask the cast member and they knew and they could accommodate and help you out with that too. Avoid any issues. You know, you can't help it if your kid has a sensory issue. So it's, I'm glad that they were able to accommodate. Yeah. And I found that on most of the rides that they seemed super knowledgeable. Obviously, the cast members are amazing. And so if you ask them a question, they usually do know. Um, so never hurts to ask. Yeah. And, you know, as a parent, you just kind of have to know what your kid is capable of. And um, we had scared her on rides in the past. And so we kind of knew that about her. So we wanted to make sure, you know, if she didn't want to ride something, we weren't going to make her on this trip because we didn't want her to. You were going to minimize out. the trauma on this Disney yes. World trip. <laughs> so at this point, we we're all starving. Um, we had had a very light lunch. The kids had had peanut butter sandwiches just so that they could eat whenever we brought in tons of snacks. Um, so we went over to Mexico and we had brought my husband, this is his overpreparedness. He wanted to bring trays for the festival booths. So we have bought these trays with like four cup holders. You guys brought in trays? In the bottom of our stroller. <laughs> so it was quite easy because often when you're carrying four drinks, if you have a double stroller, one parent is going to get all the food and you have all these drinks and food and it's hard to get back. So, oh no, I get it. I just this is this is new. I've just <laughs> never heard of anyone doing this. Okay. And having the stroller makes it so much easier to bring if you want to bring something bulky or whatever in. How many trays did you bring in? So we brought one for each family. Okay. But we really did not need that many. We just needed one. And the other dad was like making fun of him, like, man, you're never gonna use this. But it really did help the Mexico experience. Now because- the other dad, is the other dad experienced Epcot? or a festival before? Does he know about the garbage cans as tables? Because if he knew that, he might be like, oh, trays. He did, Okay, but he's super laid back. So he also- So he's like, give me the garbage can. That's my yeah. table. Okay, okay. <laughs> yes, he wouldn't care about that. He was telling the moms like, y'all got too much stuff. Cause we, you know, we have a lot of kids. We had a big diaper bag. We had some other bags, but- it, it came in help when we need a band-aid. We had band-aids, you know, yeah, so. Totally. And when you have a stroller, it does make that easier to bring in things that you might not need, but want. Um, 
So we went to Mexico. We were starving, so it was delicious. Uh, I had the empanadas from Chalza de Margarita, and those were so good. That's probably my favorite food from the whole trip. And then our room was ready. So our room did not get ready until about six o'clock. Oh, which... that's the downside of the DVC rooms. I don't. I don't know why that is. I don't know if it's because they're bigger. I'm really. I'm not sure, but. Yeah, the, those rooms often are not ready until way later when you rent DVC okay, points. I, I didn't know that. And it didn't really matter since we were in the parks. But when we got the room is ready thing, we had all this luggage to bring in. And at that point, we had ridden a lot. The kids were starting to get tired. So the boys really wanted to go do test track. And we had that experience staff. And the other family we were with was going to dinner. So it kind of worked out well because it's hard. If you have another kid that isn't on the DAS, then, you know, it's hard to be like, you can't ride this. Sorry, we're going to go. But they were leaving our party anyway. So the dads, the older boys and my older daughter all walked over to test track and the moms and the babies went and checked in the room. So I had done a room request and I had asked to be by the main pool and I had asked for two pack and plates and we were not by the main pool. And we did not have two pack and plays, but that was okay. Since it was just us, um, we called Bell Services for our luggage. We called the front desk and got pack and plays. And we were able to get that all set up before the other kids and the dads came back because after they did test track, the kids wanted to ride another ride. So they went on mission space, the the green one. Not the, 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 the less intense yeah. version. And now, can I ask you, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. I, I want to ask really quick. So you had a DAS pass so you could skip the line or the ride went down. Um, and so they gave you like a, a an open pass. Is that similar to Genie Plus Lightning Lanes as far as what rides are available with that anytime pass? Because Epcot's not great with the Genie Plus ones. Like if you get an 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 open experience pass for lightning lane. Um, I believe a different podcast guest was like all the rides except the good ones was how she described it. Is it the same with the DAS pass? Yes. It it works exactly the same as genie plus. So you get the ride that went down. If you had a good ride that went down, you get that one. And then like Nemo and living with the, you know, the rides that don't have a weight anyway. (laughs) Okay. I was just curious if it was different with DAS. I've never used DAS before. Which DAS, you get to make these pre-selections. And um, I had gotten on and done that once Emily got DAS. But the pre-selections, I guess that you have to be on 30 days out too. We've never done DAS and we were not planning to do it to the last minute. So when I got on, they were like, well, we can do a DAS to Figment. Or we can do a DAS to Nemo. And I was just like, well, we don't really need that. I'm good. You know, yeah. (laughs) We'll just walk over. Or I could, you know, not wait in line and just do it anyway. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So um, that was interesting about DAS because, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people get it that don't, you know, necessarily need it. But, you know, it's for people that truly need it. Like we thought Levi may be only able to do a half day in the park. So that is why we ended up getting it last minute. But, it's just interesting to me that it's still very competitive beforehand. After, I wish Genie Plus worked more like DAS because it's literally just like the weight of the ride. So 
if soaring is 50 minutes, then your return time is 50 minutes from that time. Did they do anything? So they did the two rides, the the guys and the older kids, and then the moms and the babies went back to rest. Did they do any other rides after Mission Space? Nope. They went and bought popcorn buckets. So the boys got Guardians and they each had to get their own. So they got like the Skyliner <laughs> with Guardians. Carmel did not care about the popcorn bucket. She cared about the popcorn. So we just got the circle, easy to clean one. And that was great with her. It had Mickey Mouse on it and she loved it. So they came back to the room. We bathed everybody and then eventually begged the kids to please go to sleep because they would have played in the common area till two in the morning if we let them. <laughs> okay. And, you know, we didn't talk about this earlier, but I'm I'm curious because you guys had a car or cars and you're in the DVC rooms, which have kitchens, um, were you, did you bring groceries? It sounds like you did because you had mentioned snacks and, and peanut butter sandwiches. So were you guys planning on um, eating at all in the resort or, you know, packing lunches or anything like that on this trip? So we brought things for lunches for the kids mostly just so we could bring in. So like peanut butter and Nutella sandwiches and lots of snacks. And then we did buy some breakfast stuff to have in the room. So we did like cinnamon rolls and uh, cereal. And we did a grocery order through um, Orlando Grocers. Um, I think that's the name of it, just so that we didn't have to carry the heavy things, like a big case of water. But we also brought some groceries from home. Um, which makes sense when you have that great kitchen area and so many people. And if you, you know, with babies and stuff too, it's often easier, or like little people where you need milk and things like that. Milk is surprisingly hard to find when you're in the parks. I remember with my daughter really struggling. And the cast members kept trying to send me to like the baby care center, but they don't have milk in the baby care centers. I found Joffrey's. No. Joffrey's is the pla- the best place to go for milk. But yeah, like stuff like that with, with little people can be challenging and having that kitchen is nice. Absolutely. And, you know, you're otherwise paying for like the little milk over and over again, whereas we brought a gallon. Yeah, a gallon costs the same amount. Week. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay, so you got everybody to bed at a decent time. And you had said earlier with, you're like, oh, with little people, they're up early anyway. So is the plan from here on out, you know, that first day you arrived a little bit later, but is the plan from here on out to rope drop? What's what's the plan for, for park day number two? Yes. So our plan was for most parks to rope drop, take a break and go back, um, except for park day number two, which was Animal Kingdom. We wanted to rope drop and just kind of knock out the park and then get back somewhat early and just hang out at the resort. Since that was our only day that we had to take a bus, we didn't want to take the bus more than we needed Yeah, to. you know, and I was going to ask because, so you picked Boardwalk and um, Bay Lake, which is at Contemporary, and those two, so Boardwalk, you can walk to Epcot and Hollywood Studios, and Bay Lake, you can walk to Magic Kingdom or take the monorail over to Epcot. So did you plan out your park days so that like each when you were at the resort, you could walk? Is that how you planned which park you were going to be at which day? Was it based on what resort you were staying at? Yes, we planned our park days strategically so that we could walk to the parks. We didn't love that we had to do two Magic Kingdom days back to back at the end, but we knew it would be worth it. Yeah, it makes sense logistically. Logistically makes sense. Okay, so we have... 
darn Animal Kingdom where you have to take a bus. You have no other options. You can't walk to Animal Kingdom. All right. So you're taking the bus. Um, and I'm, did you say you were you said you were rope dropping on this day? We were rope dropping. Okay. Yes. So let's hear about your morning. So at 7 a.m., we bought Flight of Passage for five people. Um, the other family we were going to meet up with at Animal Kingdom, they were not going to rope drop. So it was just kind of us in the morning. So we went ahead and bought that. And that was only $16, uh, which I thought was pretty good deal for Memorial Day. I thought it would be way more than that. Yeah, for a holiday weekend. So at 7.20, we got on the bus to Animal Kingdom. Right as we were walking down, the bus was pulling up. So it was perfect timing. But then when we got to Animal Kingdom, we spent over 20 minutes in security. And the reason was because we, so we were juggling lots of kids in bags and Daniel, who is the dad of the other family, walked through security with a bag on his shoulder. And then he picked up the baby and handed the bag to Emily to go wait for the bag to be checked. And how they are checking bags is they're pulling up pictures of people. So we didn't know that. Yes. Yes. It has to be the person who walked through has to be the one to bring the the bag or whatever they have to check. So after several people getting called for their bag to be checked and she's just standing there, we realized you need to be the one waiting for this bag. So they kind of switched off. And then about five minutes later, he got called finally. So that was, you know, our... (laughs) Our Lesson learned. Of like yeah. Contention in Disney where it was like, why are we spending so much time in security? And it's hard when you're at Disney that you just want to go, go, go. And you have to remember, like, I'm here on vacation. I'm here to enjoy it. So the dads needed a moment after that. <laughs> uh, but, but it was fine. Once we checked in, since it was a little later than we thought, we didn't get in until 810. Early entry started at, mm, I guess. It started this day at 7.30. I think the park opened at 8. Um, so we went ahead and did a DAS for Navi River Journey since we were running a little behind. It was already at a 30-minute wait. So we went to Navi River Journey. We rode that, and we got a DAS for the safari. That's my favorite ride. I love Navi River Journey. And I know that's unpopular opinion, but I would, I would wait 50 minutes for it because I love it that much. Uh, Levi hated that ride. It was very dark for him. And he was just waiting for the spin around from Guardians, I guess. So uh, when we went on the safari, he was excited about that because it's obviously not a scary ride. Um, The kids all liked the safari. And after the safari, we went over to Everest. And that was just going to be the dads and their oldest son, Henry, was the only child that was able to ride. So we went ahead and set up a rider swap so that I could ride and Emily could ride after. And she wanted to ride with her son, Henry, because he was going to ride with the dad. But since we were all one party, they wouldn't let us put three people on rider swap. So I had to kind of talk to the cast member and be like, well, what if we were one party, you know, my family and then their family? Um, So then they let us do it that way, which I understand it's to stop people from skirting the system. But obviously, she wanted to ride with her son, not me. And we were two separate families. Um, So we went ahead and set that up. And the moms and the little kids, we went behind Kumal's Fries. They have like a thing on the river. Um, I think it used to be like a cool down space during COVID where you could take off your mask. But it's got tables and it's covered and it's got big fans and we saw 
about four or five cavalcades while they waited for Everest. So the little kids loved that. And we just sat and ate snacks and watched cavalcades. There's so many um, great hidden little areas in Animal Kingdom that like if you really walk around, you can find some great hidden spots because I'm guessing there weren't a whole lot of other people over there with you. Not at all, because it was still early. It was about 10 o'clock at this point. Um, so most people were just go, go, go. But I love the the flotillas on the river. I think that they're the cutest. And my baby loved seeing the characters and waving to them. So, so the dads got off. It took them about 35 minutes to do Everest. And then Moms and Henry went and did Everest. Um, and right after that, it was 1030 and Kumal's Fries was opening. Uh, my husband really wanted that. And so we got that. And then we started walking over to Dino Land. And Henry really wanted to ride Dinosaur, but we knew none of the other kids could or would want to do that. Um, so we went to the Nemo show and he went to Dinosaur with his dad. And that was perfect timing. I think Dinosaur had a 30 minute wait and the Nemo show was about to start. So we finished up about the same time and we loved the Nemo show. I thought it was, that was our first time seeing that. <laughs> and how did everybody do on Dinosaur? Uh, did we traumatize anybody this time on this ride? No, it was just Henry and his dad. And I think he had done it before. Now he did get off and tell us, he was like, we almost didn't make it. And so, you know, that's the line at the end. We're not going to make it. So, um, so then we went on Triceratops Spin. And uh, my daughter and Levi, their younger son, rode together with me, and they loved riding together. So that's another perk of having another family. You know, for her, she's got a 20-month-old sister. She's not that fun to play with. So we rode that. <laughs> and then we got in line to meet Donald. And my husband remembered that he had to get these buffalo chicken chips, and they were right there. He was, like, on a mission to eat all these foods, which is usually me that wants to like try different things. My husband's about like 30 pounds soaking wet. So he was just trying every <laughs> snack and um, those were delicious though. That was maybe the Where did you get those from? From Trilobites. Um, and they're just like kettle chips and buffalo chicken and they have blue cheese on them, but it's, it's like a very friendly blue cheese. It's, it wasn't very blue cheesy. It almost tastes like ranch. So we waited for Donald. Henry went to the gift shop because he wanted a dinosaur that he saw at the end of Dinosaur. And they had some gift cards that they were going to use. And then we were going to go over to meet Mickey and Minnie at the outpost. And we used the DAS for that. Um, that line. So with DAS, you go through the lightning lane. So lightning lane that had we had um, lightning lane. But the line was probably 40 minutes even with the DAS or the lightning lane. And I mean, it's worth it to see the characters. We had already met Mickey. So I, I don't know that I'd wait not again. Yeah, that's a long wait. I've heard that the Animal Kingdom one is a shorter wait to meet Mickey and Minnie, like that Magic Kingdom. I feel usually... like that used to be true, but I don't know. It seems to me that more recently, every time I've checked, that wait has been super long. But I do feel like that that used to be very true. I don't know that it is anymore. I don't know. It's, it's definitely it do, not. It certainly wasn't for you. We'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> no. So we left there and we mobile ordered while we were waiting in that line for Satuli Canteen. Um, and so 
we actually missed our window because the line took so long, but it did stay open. We were only about like five minutes over. So as soon as we got out of there, we went straight to Satuli and we ate lunch. And that was um, a little bit of a hassle with the stroller. So we had a sleeping child and we brought our stroller in and it is tight in there. And so we had to move tables because of the stroller because we we were blocking a walkway. So a cast member kind of came and told us very nicely and tried to help us find somewhere to sit. But just, you know, if you have strollers, it's best to have awake kids for, <laughs> for that. But you're not supposed to wake a sleeping baby. Who would do such a thing? <laughs> well, especially not at Disney when it was very hard for my baby to fall asleep in the stroller. My older daughter never had any trouble any of our Disney trips, just kind of being on the go and falling asleep. Olivia is very busy and she was very concerned about everybody. So she had a lot of trouble falling asleep every day in the stroller, but we ate there. It was delicious. And then right after that, we went and set up a rider swap for our lightning lane for um, flight of passage. And so we, you don't really have to set up a rider swap, but what it does is it takes off the time for the second group of people so that if they, if you go over your lightning lane window, they don't have a problem because you still go through the same line. So uh, the Dornier family and their oldest son rode that first, and we stayed with the four little kids, and we just kind of hung out outside. They got out the stroller, walked around, and then we swapped, and um, we got drinks from Pangu Pangu as we waited, kind of some slushies so that the kids weren't complaining. And, uh, you know, my husband loves that green beer, so he got that green beer. Uh, then right after that, we went and did Festival of the Lion King. And while we were waiting for Festival of the Lion King, remember that we never did Cali River. And when we had done this little what we wanted to ride, that was something that their boys said they wanted to ride. I have zero interest in Cali River Rapids. I do not want to get wet in a theme park um, at all. But they wanted to do that. And then since they wanted to do that, my daughter was like, I really want to ride. <laughs> she has to too, yeah. Now, what's the weather on this day? What What is the temperature? In the 80s, maybe like 86-ish. So it was actually cooler for May, but it was hot at this point. Um, okay. So not the worst so, idea to do Cali River. That will no. definitely change wait times, the, the temperature. So... Yes. So they went and did Cali River. It wasn't a high wait. Um, we used gas, but I think at this point it was like a 20 or 30 minute wait. It wasn't a crazy oh, that's, wait. That's good. Yeah. So the dads and the boys went on that and the moms and the babies got coffee and we just kind of waited by the end so you could see them coming down. And I was nervous since Carmel has some sensory things. I was very nervous that she would hate that, but she loved it. So uh, she was very excited to ride that with the big kids. And then we left Animal Kingdom and we went to Boardwalk. And what we time had did you guys leave? At like five o'clock. So that was later than we thought. We thought we'd be done everything by like two o'clock. But uh, with Rider Swap, it just takes a minute. And then we did see two longer shows. You did a lot, though. You did do a lot. We did do a lot. And on the way out, there was discussion of doing It's Tough to Be a Bug, but I thought that that might traumatize some people further. Didn't want to traumatize anyone, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so we did not do that. And we were kind of looking forward to getting back and hopefully getting in the pool. 
So we got to boardwalk. We did dinner on the boardwalk at the um, bakery and pizza window. So some people ordered from the bakery and I got the pizza window with the girls. And then we went to the pool and it was kind of late when we were getting in the pool. It was like seven o'clock by this point. And I, I kind of knew that, okay, we need to get back soon. Carmel did not like the slide. It's a big slide, um, but the boys loved the slide. So all they did all night was just run to get in line and slide and then slide down. Um, but we did a little swimming and then we got back in the room around eight and went to bed. We were definitely rope dropping the next day because it was Hollywood Studios. Okay. So next day is Hollywood Studios and we're still, the next day you're still staying at board. Do you have one more night at Boardwalk? We have two more nights. Two more nights. Okay. Okay. Next day, Hollywood Studios, and you are rope dropping. So what is the game plan? Are you doing Genie Plus again on this day? So no. At Animal Kingdom, we realized that DAST was the same at Genie Plus. So we had decided we weren't going to buy Genie Plus, which we stayed up very late debating this because I felt very comfortable with Genie Plus, and I was nervous to not have it, but it worked out um, – so we went to Hollywood Studios and our plan was to rope drop Mickey and Minnie and then go to Toy Story Land and rope drop one of the smaller rides there. So either Mania or Alien Swilling Saucers. So we got to the park around 720. Um, I'm sorry, we left our resort at 720. And then we got there at 747. So it's about a 25 minute walk. Um, and then we put, so one of the cast members told me that what was going off in my bag was my sunscreen. So I put the bottle of sunscreen in the cup holder of the stroller where you could see it. And it was out in plain sight because you have to take all your bags off your stroller. Um, But I put that in there and my bag didn't go off for the rest of the trip. So that was obviously interesting. What what kind of sunscreen was it? It was just a cop. Like, Like, was it like the lotion? Like, was was it? It was spray. It wasn't lotion. Yes, it was spray. Okay. So they told me that that was probably what was going off. And so I put that in the stroller so it would stop. And Emily put um, her chargers in her stroller, I think. And I did that too in the other cup holder, like all my charging pods, because that was another thing they said. Yeah. Or if you know something's like cell phones or I'll often bring like a big camera, like a point and shoot camera. When you're going through, hold them up, like as you're walking through the detectors then they can see what it is. They know they you know it's not something they have to check. So if it's something you know is going to set it off, um, yeah, having it in plain sight, you're right, is is the way to go. Yes. And like also we strategically planned. So we had stuff in the bottom of our strollers, but everything was bagged up for when we were going through security because you have to take all that, you know, out and with you. And then they let the babies stay in the stroller, but the big kids that could get out and walk had to come walk through all these security tips here on this episode (laughs) security i mean the animal kingdom day that was like just standing there waiting so we were like okay we need to do better and we did so we got in security really quick um and then we went to mickey and minnie and we did a dash for slinky and then after mickey and minnie we rode toy story mania and then um, the all the kids except for the babies and then um, all the parents except for me went on Slinky Dog. And then I stayed with the little kids and we mobile ordered uh, some Pop-Tarts from Woody's Lunchbox while they rode Slinky Dog. Those are good. Good, good, good. I'm sure that was, was a, a crowd pleaser. <laughs> That's a good treat. Yes. So, 
<laughs> those were done very quickly and it was super early. So I got some cute pictures of the baby girls kind of walking around in the little Woody's lunchbox area, which is cute. Um, and so then I rode Slinky by myself because Carmel would not ride that again. She, we discovered this day that she didn't love the roller coasters. Uh, she really wanted to ride Slinky and she did okay, but she didn't love it. So I went by myself and the boys and the dad, their dad went on aliens rolling saucers while John stayed with the babies. And then we headed over to star Wars and uh, the older kids, Except for me and the babies rode Millennium Falcon at this point. And I think we did a dash for that, but wait times were very low this morning. I mean, that that is why I'm a rope dropper. I feel like that first two hours in the park, because at this point it was still like nine o'clock maybe. It is just the best time. There's not a lot of people to get around. Wait 100%. Yep. Those first couple of hours are the best. Yeah. And there's a perfect spot right by the exit of Millennium Falcon that it's kind of like a triangle. So I, I kind of put the stroller so the babies couldn't get out. And they just ran around in there while I sat in a Olympic While you relax. Part. You know, I'm surprised yeah. that it seems like crowds really aren't that bad. But this is because I'm looking at the dates here. So what what date is this? Is this the 29th? The 28th, 29th? 30th. This is the 30th. Oh, okay. So it's after the holiday. But even the previous date didn't sound like crowds were terrible because that would have been Memorial Day the previous day. I thought crowds were going to be when they were. Um, they were pretty low. And I did see one of the like blogs I follow on Instagram posted something about holiday crowds. And I was thinking, we just must have been at the right park. We did use touring plans. Um their crowd calendar to kind of plan out our days. Like we intentionally did Hollywood studios this day because every other day they said it was a 10 and this was a nine. But even the other days I was kind of looking at wait times and I didn't think it looked as bad as. Yeah. It, it doesn't sound like that really doesn't sound like a nine. Yes. So they got off of millennium Falcon very quick. Um, and then Jonathan wanted a Ronto wrap because he's just eating everything on the trip. Um, and then I really wanted that coffee from Cat Seca's Kettle that has like the Cocoa Pops on top. So, and Emily wanted that as well. So we went ahead and we split up and Daniel, which is the other family's dad, and uh, his son went to go meet up with his sister who we had seen earlier that week um, because they were going to ride Star Tours and the little kids didn't want to do that. So, you know, common misconception that Star Wars is the Star Tours is not in Galaxy's Edge. Um so that took them a long time to find <laughs> each other and meet up. Um, he went to Star Tours and she went to Galaxy's Edge and we were in Galaxy's Edge. So they must have crisscrossed but didn't see each other. So we went ahead and got a Ronto wrap and a coffee. And uh, then we went to go ahead by Star Tours so that we would be meeting up with them when they finished. But they had not met, met up yet. So he went to go find her in Galaxy's Edge and long story short, they were about to get on Star Tours when we were getting over there. So uh, Carmel decided she really wanted to go on Star Tours. And so my husband and her were going to go. And this was the only ride that she did not make it on because of height. So she is exactly 40 inches, I would say. And she did not pass the second checkpoint. But luckily, she didn't 
care, I guess. So <laughs> she just got off and I was like, well, look, Olaf's right here. Let's go meet Olaf. And we got in line and met Olaf while they rode Star Tours. And um, the their baby, the other family's baby, Eleanor, she hated all the characters. So as soon as she would see them, she would just immediately just like start crying. She did not love the characters until we went to our character breakfast. Um, she didn't mind them at a distance, but she didn't really want to meet them. So um, we went to Olaf and then Emily and I went to go fill the popcorn buckets. And on our way there, we found a lost child who was just standing in the middle crying. And I will say the cast members were so quick. So we started talking to him. We're both teachers. And so we're talking to this little boy. And immediately they knew, I guess, that it wasn't our kid and came over and started asking him some questions. And we kind of just hung out for a minute. And the parents realized, obviously, and they came right back. And they grabbed him. And so crisis averted. But I, I was impressed with that because that is my fear as a parent of losing my child. Yeah. Yeah. No, the cast members are, are good about it. And they're not, they are not going to let somebody walk off with a child that is not theirs. They're not going to let somebody leave the park with a child that's not theirs. So it's good that they jumped out. And the fact that they recognized too, that you were not the parents, like they knew, like they recognized it and jumped in to help. Absolutely. Yeah. They seemed very aware of the situation, which just, you know, it's, it's comforting because it's a big place and it's easy feel like for that to happen. So um, after that, we went to the Disney Junior dance party with all the younger kids. And Henry really didn't want to do that. But luckily, that is right by Darth Vader. And he's very into Star Wars. So he and his mom went and did that. And the rest of us went to the Disney Junior dance party. Um, my baby loved the dance party. That was <laughs> one of her favorite parts of the trip. Um, Carmel also loved that. And um, all the kids like the dance party and we got to sit on the ground in the air conditioning. So that was great too. Uh, and then after that, it was 1115 and we had a sci-fi phantasm package. So we headed over to sci-fi a little early because I wanted to talk to the cast member to see if we could sit by each other. Because we, so when we did reservations, most of our reservations, we booked in two parties, a five and a four. Because getting one for nine is impossible. It, it is, yeah. <laughs> so, um, which that that's one thing I did like before we were um, 60 days out, I would just go look and see. And I noticed I never saw one for nine. So we didn't even try. We just each took different restaurants and the couple that had that restaurant. So like the Dorneys did sci-fi. One of them got the five, one of them got the four, and they just communicated with each other to get similar times. And then we did Topolino's and we did the same thing with that to try and get similar times. Were they able to accommodate to get you a table together? So originally they were going to put us in the same car because we had so many little kids. They were thinking they could sit three to a seat. And I talked to the cast member for a while and I was like, whatever y'all need to do, I, I'm, it's okay if we don't eat by each other. But what they ended up doing is putting us side by side in cars. So we were next to each other, but we kind of each had our own table. And that was great. I love sci-fi because it's dark. It's kind of like a nice sensory break in the middle of the day. Um, the movies were fun for the kids. Uh, you know, they're not really kid-appropriate movies because some <laughs> of them are, are crazy. But they enjoyed that. And we had a great meal. Um, Olivia, who's my younger child, was very, very naughty. 
and my husband probably didn't enjoy it as much as I did, but it, it was, it was fun. Uh, so we left there and I guess it's about like one o'clock at this point. And we knew Carmel really wanted to go see characters and it was hot at this point and their kids didn't care about the characters. So they decided that they were going to do the Frozen show, the other family, and we went and met characters. So while they did the Frozen show, we saw Frozone, Sully, The Incredibles, and then we went and saw Buzz Lightyear, which we were all dressed in Toy Story outfits. So Carmel has a little Buzz dress and Jonathan has Woody. And then I had Bo Peep shoes. And I the forgot that the um, that Frozone was back, that they have some of the incredible care. I forgot about that. That's a new, um, I say addition, but they were there previously and they've brought them back. And a lot of people still don't know about that, I don't think, because there was not a lot of people back there. Like Frozone, we walked up, there was no wait. She just walked right up and hugged him. And those outside characters are great because even though they're constantly rotating in and out, even though like they have times, but it's just a new person comes. So that person like goes to the bathroom and then here comes the new character. Um, and Carmel was confused by the fact that they didn't talk. So, you know, that's hard to explain <laughs> to a four-year-old. Um, she's like, why are they not talking to me? And we were just like, well, they, they just don't talk here. So they don't have a lot to say. That's fine. So uh, that was really fun. And then the Dorniers left after the Frozen show and they took the Skyliner back. Um, I'm sorry, that was my phone. Let me put it back on Skyliner. Um, so they went back on the Skyliner and they just, you know, kind of did that as an extra ride and went back to the boardwalk. And we got a text from the other family that was there and they said Tower of Terror had a really low wait. It was posted 30 minutes, but they waited for 10. And we kind of wanted to do Tower of Terror, but we weren't going to do it at the expense of our kids having to wait for hours. So we went over to Tower of Terror. It was a posted 35-minute wait, and we rider swapped, and my husband waited first. He only waited 15 minutes. And then I rode, and we headed back. We got on the friendship boat, and we could have walked. So we had decided, let's just try the friendship boat. But if we had to collapse our stroller, we were just going to walk. And we didn't have to collapse. That's the nice part about the the boats is that you don't have to collapse your stroller. Yes. I I still can't get over these wait times, though, like 10, 15 minutes for Tower of Terror. And this, you know, and this is why I'm like just I'm such I'm really not a fan of the um, crowd calendars because it's all just a guessing game. It really is. And like this, you know, 10 or 15 minutes for Tower of Terror is not does not say nine level crowds you know it's that's crazy right and this in a good way o'clock. in a good way yeah <laughs> yeah two o'clock so that's when i would expect wait times to be the Peak. absolute worst yeah yeah and it really wasn't the only so woody and jesse we had tried to meet them their line was insanely long it was like throughout the entire toy story land in the direct sun you know with those little umbrellas so Carmel hadn't seen them, so we just kind of headed out, and she didn't miss them. Um, So we got on the friendship boat, we headed back, and the girls both fell asleep, and we were able to put them down at the room, and so they took a nice long nap at Boardwalk, and that was good because this night, one of our priorities was to do Fantasmic, and I kind of from the other nights wasn't sure if we were going to be able to do it, but since they took a nice long nap, Oh, that's we good. Yeah, it's tough with little kids. You know, my ki- some people 
you know, their kids will go all day. Mine were not like that. And it sounds like you're kind of in the same situation where it's like, all right, we either have to try and nap, which can be difficult at Disney to get everybody to go back and nap, or we just have to call it a day a little bit earlier. So I'm glad that you were able to get everybody to take a nap so that you could go back to do Fantasmic. Now, you said your sci-fi dining was a Fantasmic package, right? Yes. Okay, so talk to me a little bit about that. How did how does the package work, and did you think it was worth it? So the way the package works is you have to get – it's like a prefix meal, and you are no longer buying, you know, just buy the meal. So you get an appetizer, an entree – well, I'm sorry, an entree and an appetizer or a dessert. And then for the kids, you get like a kid's meal and then two sides, one of which can be a dessert. And so sci-fi is the cheapest of all of them. Um, we had thought about doing Roundup uh, Rodeo Barbecue, but they do not have a uh, Fantasmic dining package. So we didn't do that because of that. Um, I thought it was worth it. I would not have gotten a full meal. Um, my husband and I absolutely could have split a burger there because we got an appetizer, two appetizers, and we each got our own burger, and the two girls just split Carmel's kids' meals. So it was more food than we would have bought. But when we went to Fantasmic, Fantasmic starts at 9 o'clock. We arrived at seven, at 8.55, and we got a seat. And that, to me, is what you're paying for. Okay, so you didn't – I've heard other people say with the Fantasmic dining package, they were told to still get there early, but you just walked up five minutes beforehand – and you were yep. seated? And yes, we were seated. And there were people walking up with us. So I was nervous about it when we were walking up because I wanted to find we were getting there at least at 845. But um, what, what happened was the boys decided they needed to do Tower of Terror because Henry really wanted to ride it. So they went ahead and rode Tower of Terror. And we were then really, I mean, pushing it as far as getting there on time. So um it did work out, though, and I would pay for the dining package again because of that. How was the seating? Where, like, were you? Did you have a good view? Where were you guys seated? So we were dead center, but towards the back, which I didn't mind. I thought it was a fantastic seat still. And um, the water, we could feel the water where we were, and we were maybe the third to last row. So I'm sure the people up front were so by the end of the show. <laughs> so I I loved our seats. I thought they were great. I really don't feel like there's a bad seat, though, because they have, like, the three sets of projections. To me, you're just paying for that opportunity to come in late and sit. Now, did you happen to notice the other areas, like the ones that aren't roped off for the dining packages, were those areas full? Were Like, was it completely full, or were there still people who were able to walk in last minute and maybe just not get as good of a seat? It seemed like every there was people walking in everywhere. At all those sections did look very full, but I didn't see them turn anyone away. There were tons of people streaming in when we came in, um, and none of them got turned away. And that was surprising to me because <laughs> I thought that you wouldn't get a seat, but I'm glad we didn't take a gamble. Yeah, it. yeah. My husband has never seen it and would have been really disappointed. And I thought that was one of the highlights of the trip because it's lovely to sit and watch the show, whereas fireworks, you're standing. And what did the kids think of this one? They all loved Fantasmic. Um, my baby thought it was the best thing ever. People were turning around to watch her because she was just <laughs> shrieking in glee. 
Carmel loved it as well. She loved seeing all the characters when they came out on the boat. She was so excited. Um, the snake part, they were a little frightened by that, but I thought it was a great show. I'm, I'm glad we were able to do it. And that is why we wanted to stay at Boardwalk. That is why we were paying for a deluxe because that ability to go back and take a nap and it not take, you know, four hours to that you need to set aside to go back is the perk of that deluxe resort. Definitely. Okay. So I assume after this, then with the kids, everybody's zonked and you're heading back. Yes. So let's talk Everyone about your next day. Cause I see my notes here. I have rest day in quotes, rest quote unquote rest day. So was so, this actually a rest day? Did anybody do any resting? We did do a little resting, but we had a park ticket this day. And our plan was just to go back to Epcot in the evening and eat at some festival booths, let the kids play DuckTales and do the bee scavenger hunt and just be kind of laid back. Um, we also were not rope dropping this day. So this was supposed to be a more laid back day. So I think chill day maybe is more appropriate than rest day. (laughs) Yes, we were not resting. So we got up and we did buy a Guardians Lightning Lane because everybody wanted to ride that again, except for Leva. Um, So the adults and Henry bought that for later in the afternoon. And then we went over to Art of Animation on the Skyliner at around 940. And when we got to, we walked to the Skyliner at the International Gateway and we got over there and that was really very, the Skyliner is just efficient. It was like seven minutes to get over there, which I love the Skyliner. Yes. And so we took only one stroller this day because you do have to collapse a double stroller on the Skyliner. And so we brought one for the babies, but we knew we weren't doing a full trek. So we got over to Art of Animation. We explored the Nemo's and the Cars area, which I felt that pool was a lot better for our age kids than the Boardwalk pool. Um, we, you know, wanted to use the Splash Pad, but there's really not one at Boardwalk. There's a Circle Baby pool, but it wasn't great for little kids that can't swim. Yeah, that big pool at Art of Animation is really great. They have like the zero depth area. <clears throat> excuse me they have the splash area that's that's a really great pool for little people whereas the one at your resort at boardwalk it's got the slide which for the older kids that's amazing but it doesn't yeah. have as much for like the little guys absolutely yeah so i mean it was it was fine the pool was fine it just wasn't like i love the art of animation pool it made me more want to stay there um than you know the hotel rooms per se So uh, we went over there and then we took the Skyliner over to Riviera because we were going to go to Topolino's. So we went to Topolino's. It was adorable and lovely. This is our third time at Topolino's, but this was our first time that you could hug the characters and they're just, they're so cute. And it was great. Um, We did get seated by each other which was great because this day we were we had a cake for Eleanor's second birthday because she was going to turn two. Oh, how um, fun. Now, did you order the cake ahead of time? Yes. Yeah, so when we did our reservation, we ordered the Mickey Dome cake and it was just on one of our reservations. And so we did that. It was fun. Then we went over to Epcot. We scanned into Epcot because Jonathan wanted to do the Guardians virtual queue so that he could maybe ride it another time. 
Um, but we didn't end up using it. We ended up dropping that virtual queue and just using our lightning lane. And then we also got a Remy um, DAS. So the way that DAS works, it's not like Genie Plus that you can just start stacking. You have to be in the park before you can use it. So then we went back to Boardwalk and I went to the art store in Boardwalk. Um, and then the boys, the big boys went to the arcade and Jonathan went with our girls and put them down for a nap. And I discovered this artist, Don Corona. I love his art. Um, I cannot afford his Disney <laughs> art, but it is beautiful. And it was really cool to see that at the boardwalk. Um, then we stay in the room till about 3.30. As we were pulling up, the boat was pulling up to Epcot. Definitely quicker to walk than take the boat if the boat was not there. If the boat was there, then it was about the same. But when we didn't see a boat, we just walked. Um, yeah, I typically walk from that area just because I find waiting for the boats. I'm like, uh, I could have been there and back already if you have to stand and wait for those boats. Yes, we timed it on the way back from one day because one family walked and one family rode the boat and we did beat them walking. <laughs> but... um and not even like running, just normal walk. So we got on the boat. We went to Epcot. We went to Remy. We had had a Via Napoli reservation this night, but we decided that we we're going to go ahead and let that go and just do festival booths. So we let that go. And hindsight's twenty twenty. I kind of regret letting it go. Interesting. Okay. So did you, you end up eating at festival booths then? But it's not as easy so eating around the world to me sounds like such a great idea in theory. When you're toting around a bunch of little kids and you're having to wait <laughs> in a bunch of different lines, yeah. it's not that easy. And then also I know my kids would have eaten pizza and Carmel is not going to eat, you know, a wonton from the China Pavilion. So we had peanut butter sandwiches. So it's not like they went hungry or anything, but I do kind of wish that we kept it. It just didn't work out timing wise. Yeah. Those lines could be long too. So if everybody, even if you can find something that the kids want to eat, if everybody's picking food items from different places, nobody's eating at the same time and you're spending so much time in line. Cause I agree. I'm always, I always have big plans, like big, big plans of I'm going to try all these different things and eat around the world. And it, you're right. It just never really pans out that way. Because, especially in the evening, because you're back in the, you know, maybe if you had tried it for lunch, maybe, but in the evening, it's, it's rough. Yes. And I mean, it wasn't even that crowded. It just still was like, even if you're only five people deep, it takes a minute. So after we went to Remy, we did go to the Honey Bistro um, and we got the chicken and waffles and the pollinator flatbread. And the flatbread was amazing. The chicken and waffles was good, but that was like, everyone was saying that was so great. and. It met expectations, but it didn't exceed. The pollinator flatbread exceeded expectations. And then Daniel went over to Troll and Trellis and he got the Impossible Lumpia, I think. Um, and that was really good too. Um, so then we went over to Guardians. It's about five. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, we went to the Butterfly House and we were doing Spike the Bee as we went to these different countries and trying to find him which is great for little kids because it's pretty easy to find. And he has like this big flower thing by him. So that helps you find him. So we went to the butterfly house and it was really nice. I found last time we went, there was way more butterflies, but it was really cool to see all the chrysalises and the kids enjoyed that. 
And then we went over to Guardians for our rider swap. And as we're walking up to Guardians, we realized, oh, gosh, we haven't even done Club Cool. So while John and I waited with the younger kids, we did Club Cool with them. And it was really fun. We tried all the sodas. Uh, Levi really loved the cucumber Sprite. Carmel would not try any of them, which <laughs> I assume she wouldn't. Um, and then he wanted to try Beverly. And we're like, this is disgusting. You're probably not going to like it. And he just like took a sip and then like spit it out. <laughs> But he was very excited. He wanted to trick. I thought for Beverly sure you were going to tell me that. he loved it. There's like always one person who's like, no, no, I like Beverly. Like, huh? No, okay. It's it not good. <laughs> um, so uh, we had gotten a Dasper test track when we were over at Remy, but then test track went down. So we got that experience redemption, but we didn't end up ever using it. So when we went on Guardians, they took the kids to the, there's like a little playground right there behind Club Cool. So the kids kind of all ran in there while John and I rode Guardians. And then it was around six. Oh, I guess we did do test track. Sorry, I'm looking at my notes and I'm like, no, we did do test track. The moms did test track with the kids this time and the little babies and the dads stayed at the playground. And then at around seven, we started to quote unquote eat around the world. And we did good in Italy. I mean, Italy, Mexico. We got the Taco Vampiro, some margaritas. And then we looked at the forecast and it was about to downpour on us. And of course, we did not bring stroller covers, which <laughs> I know better than that. And that was an oversight. <laughs> yes. So we're like, okay, well, let's just try and get out of here. So we kind of went around and grabbed a few things, but it was like a mad rush. So it really wasn't an enjoyable eating around the world experience. And we were going to park the strollers and go in, but then we didn't have stroller covers and we didn't want to have soaking wet strollers. So that was a fail on our part. But John did get the wontons and he got the pretzel bread pudding that, and he loved that. I, I tried to buy it. It was okay, but um, he loved that. And he got that Hefeweizen that tastes like grapefruit. He loved that too. And then on the way out, Emily kind of went ahead of us because real nervous about the rain and we wanted to get to the boat or back to boardwalk before it started. But I really wanted that croissant from France and I knew she wanted it too. So I decided I would stop at that booth and just kind of risk it. And so then Jonathan decided he was going to stop somewhere too. So we actually put the uh, the croissants and he got this oxtail from um, is the Fresca. We put them in a Ziploc bag on the bottom of our stroller and rolled out of Epcot with food. You, I don't know. I guess you can bring food out. You can't bring any alcohol out. So like I had gotten a drink and I had to get rid of the drink before he left. Um, but we did bring the food out and then we redeemed our Spike the Bee at the little... There's a shop right at the edge of the international. Yeah, gateway. the international gateway shop. So what? Do, so when you finish the scavenger hunt, what's your prize? What did you guys get for finishing? So I thought you got a cup and a plate, but you actually get a cup or a plate. So I had two because we have two daughters, and I thought I was getting a cup and a plate for each of them, but I only got one cup and plate. But they're really cute. They're very precious. We didn't get to finish Spike the Bee. Because of the rain, because we started kind of going fast. They'll give you your prize it. anyway. <laughs> yes. 
So they were like, oh. I did the scavenger hunt recently for at um, not Flower Garden at um, uh, Festival of the Arts. And it's I typically don't do the scavenger hunts because my kids are older. But I was like, oh, we'll do it this time. And I always think it's funny because they when you buy it, I don't know if they asked you this, but she's like, do you just want your prize now? Like she, I didn't even have to like show her the completed thing. Like I bought it. She asked if I wanted it now. I was like, yeah, sure. Because I know how I am. Like, even if I do it, I'm like, go, go, go. And there's a good chance that I'm like, I got to get to this next thing. And I'll like run out of Epcot without actually redeeming it. So she let me have my, my prize right then when I bought the scavenger hunt. I wish I would have known that. Cause I maybe would have asked it. Cause we had to make a conscious effort, like, we kept reminding each other, don't forget, we need to turn and spike the bee. Yeah, she just stamped it as complete right then and there and then gave it to me. That's a good like time saver, especially if you're not at the International Gateway, because the one at the front of the park is at Connections. And so it's not right by the exit. If you forgot, you'd have to backtrack. For us, it was right by the exit. Oh, do they not sell it at the shop right? Um, I can't think of the name of the shop. The one right next to Spaceship Earth. I'm pretty sure that's where I bought the last time I did a scavenger hunt. Oh, maybe so. Maybe. 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 But so, but still, like, that's not where you guys are exiting because you're at Boardwalk. So for you, right. International Gateway. Was the better place yeah. to, to do it, for sure. So then we went back and we just took croissants, Emily and I, and then Jonathan had the oxtail and we went to sleep. All right. So not really a rest day, but you know. <laughs> no. And it did not rain, by the way. So oh, we, after we all left, of that. <laughs> we left for no reason. And so the forecast for these next days, it was supposed to be a complete and total washout. There was that tropical storm in the Gulf and we kept looking. We almost switched our Magic Kingdom day, but we decided, you know, if it's raining, Magic Kingdom is not a terrible place to be. There's a lot of inside stuff. Let's just keep it. But it never ended up really raining. It rained a little bit. Okay. So this is um, day five we're on now, right? And yes. is today the day that you're switching resorts? Yes. Today is the day we're switching. So what did the logistics of that look like? So our original plan was to get everything packed up and then give it to Bell Services and have Bell Services bring it over to Bay Lake and then just call up. But what we were nervous about was, well, what if our room's ready and we get rained on and we really want dry clothes and our bags are not yet transferred to Bell Services because they wouldn't, it takes a while for them to get to the other resort. So we decided let's try and pack our cars and they weren't sure if they could fit since they rented the stroller. They weren't sure if they could fit everything, but we had decided we'll just throw some of their bags in our car if we need to. And everything did fit in our cars. So we put everything in our cars and we headed to Bay Lake. I did not think we were going to rope drop this day because we had to pack up all this stuff. I really thought there was just no way. But we were up early. We packed up everything. We ended up leaving at 823. And then we got over to Bay Lake and we gave them all of our bags. And we were able to start walking right then. So we were in Magic Kingdom by 840. Oh, okay. So earlier start than you had planned. That's pretty good. Yeah. So it was an unintentional road drop. And so Bay Lake security is um, staying at Contemporary or Bay Lake where you can just walk in and go through that security. There was never anybody else at that security. It was just our party. So 
that was fantastic. Um, we got into the park and then the boys rope drop Space Mountain. So the dads and Henry went and did that. And then Emily and I and the little kids, we were going to rope drop the people mover, but it wasn't open yet. So we went ahead and we rope dropped Buzz and then we went on the people mover and we were able to do those two before they got off Space Mountain. And so they got off Space Mountain and Astro Orbiter did not have too long of a ride. The line, the too long of a line, not ride. The kids really wanted to ride that. And we knew that one's not really going to go down because of the loading procedures. So we went ahead and did Astro Orbiter. One of the elevators were down. So that took quite a bit of time. Um, I think it was like a posted 30 minute wait. And it took at least 30 minutes, maybe 45 um, we rode Astro Orbiter and Henry got to ride that one by himself because he is seven and that was really exciting for him. Uh, and then we went over to the Speedway. And so the dads took the kids that were tall enough for that. And we took the babies and got some coffee and popcorn and took pictures of them as they rode the Speedway. And then at 1040, our virtual queue was supposed to be called I'm sorry, we bought a lightning lane. Our 1040 lightning lane for Tron was about to happen. So we were kind of in the perfect area, but Tron had been down all morning. Oh no. So we were like nervous that it wasn't going to come back up, but it came back up right at 1030. So we headed straight to Tron and I was nervous because sometimes the lightning lane will back up, but it didn't. So we set up a rider swap. John and I rode, we were off really quick. And then the uh, the Dorniers, Emily and Daniel rode, and they were off. And then at 11 o'clock, we um, were done with our Tron ride. We got the buffalo chicken dumplings from Energy Bites, which were delicious, but not buffalo chicken flavored. They were like marinara flavored. So that's kind of weird. Oh, that is weird. It was, I had read that they didn't taste like buffalo chicken. So I was a little prepared. But um, they were like, it was like marinara sauce. And then we had a DAS for Big Thunder. And that went down because of rain. It was like a light drizzle. So we got an experience redemption. And then at that point, our we had gotten a Mind Train DAS that morning. So it was time for us to go ride Mind Train after that. But that did not go down because of the rain. So I don't really know why Big Thunder did and that didn't. So we headed on over to Mind Train. And John stayed with the babies and I rode with Carmel and uh, they rode with their boys. And then we went to Sleepy Hollow and we did a mobile order and we got that Nutella waffle and the chicken waffle and the Nutella waffle. I had read online, you could get everything on the side. So we got the Nutella and the fruit on the side because that was way less messy for the little kids. That's smart. Smart. I never thought to do that. So you don't have like Nutella face on your yes. little kids. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's still got it all over her face. But she truly enjoyed <laughs> Maybe that. less. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's yes, what we'll she, tell ourselves. <laughs> yes. And then the parade was happening at that time. So it's kind of a perfect location to be because the kids went and watched the parade right there as we sat at Sleepy Hollow. I mean, a parent went with them too, but we kind of saved our table and they were able to watch the Festival of Fantasy Parade. And then we went on over to Big Thunder. Carmel did not like that. And after that one, she asked not to ride any more roller coasters because they made her tummy hurt. And um, then we went over to Jungle Cruise. 
Jungle Cruise at this point only had like a 45 minute wait. We had the DAS, but I the line was moving. It it was really surprising to me because all these rides that usually have such a long wait did not seem that bad. Yeah, it sounds like you did really well as far as wait times go this entire trip. Yes, it really it was it was great. I mean, we obviously were using DAS a lot of the time, but even the regular weights, we would have been fine. Um, we would have bought Genie if we didn't use this, but um, we didn't need to. So then Daniel joined the 1 p.m. Tron virtual queue because him and John thought they might come back at night alone. Um, and then we went on magic carpets. We waited standby, like 20 minute wait, if that. And then we got a Dole Whip and we brought it in the Tiki room. And that was wonderful and magical. My My baby loves birds and squirrels and like all things like that. So she loved the Tiki Room. That was maybe one of her favorites. And then we got a text at 1.52 saying our hotel room was ready. Oh, good. This one was done earlier. I'm so glad to hear that. Yes, which is good because it was progressively getting hotter. So this day was pretty hot and our last day was pretty hot. So we were about ready. So we went to Pirates. Um, we had a pre-scheduled DAS for Pirates. That was like our only good pre-scheduled DAS. Um, we were a little early, but they let us go ahead and um, scan. We were maybe 10 minutes early. And then we got spring rolls from the spring roll cart and we left. And we were out the park by 3.06. Jonathan took very detailed notes for me. He's <laughs> my, my helper. Um, and then we took the monorail because we thought that might be fun for the kids to just ride it. And we knew we didn't want a rope drop on the monorail or, you know, try and leave after fireworks. So we took the monorail and we got off just fine. But the other family, uh, they were stuck behind someone in an ECV. And the way the ECVs work is you tell them, I guess, when you get on what stop you're going to get off at. So they would have had to get a special thing out for the ECV where we wanted to get off. So they just went ahead and did the loop and came back to contemporary. So they didn't have to make the person get off and back on. So we got to the room and as soon as we got in the room, I called for our luggage and we had bought more water from Orlando grocery rental because or Orlando grocery delivery because we needed more water for sure at this point. Um, and I unloaded the groceries and we had to call again for a pack and play. And at this point, I realized neither of our room requests had gone to the room. So I had done the room requests through a service that I purchased. Um, for other things and they supposedly send your request in the past I've always done it myself what was the service you used so touring plans will send it for you mm. and I love touring plans like I think that's a great service they help you plan out your day I think it's fantastic but I don't think I would send my room request through them again I just do it myself in the app in the future yeah, that's interesting. I wonder if the requests were they, do you know if the requests were even put in? I don't know. If so the girl have... at the front desk told me no. Ooh. She said that there were no requests on the room. Mm. So that is not why I bought touring plans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't buy it just for that purpose. But if that's like, you know, a, a perk of, of the purchase, that's unfortunate yeah. that it didn't happen, that it just didn't happen. That's surprising because they're pretty good just in general. I'm surprised to hear Disney that. And not touring plans because they even say like, it's not guaranteed that you'll get these rooms, obviously, because Disney says that. But they have like a really helpful service where you can pick, like it'll show you the views from different rooms. So I had done that 
which I had done that on a past trip, but then plugged it into that myself. This time I just went through their service and I just, I would use it to pick my room, but I wouldn't use it to send it again. But that's okay. We had a great room. It was on the Skybridge floor, which was awesome because then we didn't need to take an elevator. Like we could just get off the monorail and walk straight to our room. Um, we got the pack and play and the groceries. And then at about 440, the boys took the kids to the pool and we kept the babies. And Olivia had an epic meltdown seeing her dad leave for the pool. So I had to go bring her to the pool. <laughs> and the splash pad was closed. So that they had a zero entry. So that was pretty good for her, but it's just not a baby, you know, it's not a baby friendly pool at all. Um, and Carmel loved that slide. It's a little less big than boardwalk. And then Olivia was just like really cranky. So at that point I figured we need to call it a night if we're going to make it tomorrow. So I went ahead and ordered from Steakhouse 71, um, which at night, you cannot order the burger from Steakhouse 71 to go, but you can go to the lounge and order it at the lounge and then wait for it. So I went and did that while Jonathan uh, put Olivia down to sleep at 6.30. And uh, we ate Steakhouse 71 in the room and the Dornier's got Contempo Cafe in the room. And then Henry, which is their oldest son, and then Daniel and John went back to Magic Kingdom at eight o'clock. And they rode the Barnstormer and Big Thunder and Haunted Mansion with no weight. And then Jonathan went on Tron through the virtual queue. And it was 9.45 and he waited 50 minutes, even though they had told him it would be about a 30 minute wait. So they were glad they didn't set up a rider swap because I don't know if Henry would have made it. <laughs> okay, well, it sounds like they accomplished a lot when they went back, though. They did. Um, and then they got back at like, Jonathan got back at like 11 o'clock in the room. And then the next morning, Olivia was fine. Thank goodness. I was really nervous. She was getting sick because she was crying a lot. Um, but that's okay. Emily had taken the kids to the Skybridge um, at nine to see the fireworks, but they were really at 920. So the kids did not care about seeing the fireworks and we just brought them back. But the next morning we woke up, we were in the park by 830. This day, my family bought Genie Plus because we knew we wanted to do a um, bunch of princess stuff and they did not want to do that. So we went ahead and bought Genie Plus knowing that would split from them. So we went in the park. We booked Ariel as our first lightning lane because I saw that that one went fast. And then we booked Peter Pan through um, Zass. And we went on... I guess I can't believe we rope dropped this. This is embarrassing. But um, we went on <laughs> Dumbo and the Barnstormer first. Oh, no. You know what we did? We did Ariel, the Little Mermaid first. That's still a bad rope drop. Yeah. That's okay. Our kids <laughs> loved it. Um, and we were able to do a lot for this rope drop. So we did Little Mermaid. Then we did Dumbo while the boys rode the Barnstormer twice. And then we did the teacups. And that was all before 9.30. You know, sometimes doing the less popular rides during rope drop, it, it's not always a bad idea because you can accomplish so many of them because nobody else is doing those. So you could knock out a bunch of rides early on and like they might not be the typical rope drop rides, but yeah. you're able to do that. This we're looking at, you know, quantity here. You're able yeah. to do several. And we had done a lot of the big rides the day before. So this was kind of just like a cleanup day and catching anything. We had yeah, taken them off your list here. Yeah. 
Yes. So then we went and did Peter Pan and we booked a Haunted Mansion. Um, Zass, we did Peter Pan and then we went straight to Haunted Mansion because there was no wait. Um, we skipped the stretch room because we knew that Carmel would not be able to make it on the ride if we went through the stretch room. Um, and she loved the ride, which last time we rode it, she, it was probably when she was two and she hated it. And I think it was because the stretch room was scary for her. So that was a good choice. So you just us. let the cast member know when you like you're in the outside queue and then at the point where you're walking inside the building, you let the cast yeah. member know and then they were able to walk you around without doing yes. the stretching room. And they give you like a special pass and you go in through the exit. So and you give it to the cast member. So we got off that and then we booked Pooh, Winnie the Pooh on Das. Um, that we were planning on doing in the morning, but it was down. So we went back to Winnie the Pooh. And then at this point, we decided to split up um, because it was time for our aerial lightning lane. And they were going to go ahead and go on Thunder Mountain again. So we went to Ariel, we met Ariel, and then we booked the Cinderella lightning lane. And then uh, we saw Chip and Dale outside of Pete's Silly Slideshow. And so the outside characters, they go in more frequently at Magic Kingdom. So we went and did them first and then went in and saw Goofy. And that was a good choice because they were about to leave. And I saw some people get turned away and, you know, people, everybody's got an exception. And so people are like begging the cast members and they're like, no, they need to go in. And, you know, it's just be nice to cast members because. Well, I mean, think about, think about the, the characters, like how hot it is oh, and yes. like how sweaty that poor person must be. Who's, who's, uh, I mean, yeah. they need to take breaks. There's no, I don't care if your kids, you know, dying to meet whoever you got to understand there's a human being here who needs to take a break. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, they do a really great job of having so many people available that you could have just gone in and meet, you know, Goofy or Donald. So it's not like that's the only opportunity. So we did that. And then we went into Pete Silly Sideshow and we waited for Goofy and Donald because we hadn't met Goofy yet. And we just hoped that Carmel wouldn't see Minnie and Daisy. Um, and she did not. So we did Goofy and Donald. And then it was time to go to our lightning lane for Cinderella. But on the way, we stopped to do Enchanted Tales with Belle, which that had a 30-minute wait at that time. And I mean, that wait gets really high. So I was like, let's go ahead and do this. I don't really know if we'll be able to get a lightning lane later. And we did that and that. I've never done that before. I loved that. Carmel got to play Chip and I got to be a soldier. And Olivia put on her own show in the back that was <laughs> not scheduled. Um, she was terrible in that ride. But I loved that. And they took the cutest pictures. Um, so that was great. And then we went to Cinderella. Carmel got pixie dust uh, in her hair at the little shop in between. And she loved that. And then... The cast member was super sweet. I knew you couldn't get it under under three years old. So I didn't ask for Olivia because she's a baby. And she was like, do you want me to fake do it for a picture for her? So Aww. she could tell she was kind of reaching. And I was like, oh, that's so nice. Yeah, I'd love that. And so she did it pretend for Olivia. Um, then we went and met Rapunzel. And we booked a lightning lane for Mickey. And then we did a mobile order at Pecos Bill. And I was going to... We were going to split and Jonathan was going to go pick up the mobile order and I was going to go try and get a silhouette of Olivia because that was a must do for me. But the parade was happening and that kind of splits the road right there. And 
I didn't think about that ahead of time. So I couldn't get over to that side. So we just went ahead and waited for the parade to pass. We went to Pecos Bill. Um, it was very crowded. This day I started seeing crowds, which is weird because it's the end of the holiday. But I guess that next weekend people were starting to come. It was a Friday. Uh, I think, yeah, kids um, are getting off school is what's happening. So you're yes. maybe starting to see the beginning of some summer break crowds. Summer crowds. Yeah. So um, it was hard to get the stroller in and around, but we, we finally did. We found a table and both our kids fell asleep before eating lunch. So we put their food in a Ziploc bag because we knew we were going to leave right after this. Um, and we were going to put it in the fridge when we got back. So we did Pecos spill. We went and got a silhouette of Olivia. Um, we got the candy bacon at Westward Ho on the way because I was like, oh, that sounds kind of good. So that was like, not good. No. Um, <laughs> if, if you really just like a thick slab of bacon, which, and I don't like that. Um, so I guess I should have <laughs> known myself better. I saw it. I never tried it. And I was like, oh, I'm going to try this. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, it was not candied. I don't know why it's called candy bacon. It wasn't candied. It wasn't sweet. Not really. No. That's so strange. It, it was a really weird thing. My husband was like, I do not want another bite of that. Um, oh, so, how strange. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. Um, it's kind of like a turkey leg kind of thing. Like if you want to walk around just with like a stick of meat, then yeah. that's a good choice. But Yeah, on like a 90 degree day, like ooh, <laughs> some yeah. hot bacon, some hot turkey. Absolutely. So Olivia was asleep, but she was sleeping with her head to the side. So I was like, let's go past the silhouette and see if they could do her. Which those people are so talented. I don't know how you gain that talent, but they're so good. So she was able to do a silhouette of Olivia and it's absolutely precious. And I find that to be a really reasonably priced souvenir of your kid. Um, I think it's like $24 with the frame or $13 without. And it's super quick. And just we have one from when Carmel was a baby. And so now we have both of them. Um, we went back to the hotel. We are there by one fifty. We took a nice long break. We So I booked Big Thunder because it was about to rain and I knew it would go down. So on the lightning lane, I went ahead and got that lightning lane knowing I'd get an experience redemption. Look at you um, playing the system. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, we could never get the double to work. So I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to do this. Um, and my husband was like, we don't need that. I don't know why you're doing that. But, you know, just to see. So we went to the pool. Uh, the rain did come down at this point. This time we went to the contemporary pool. So we asked a cast member if we could use their pool since we we're at Bay Lake. And they said yes. And their splash pad was open. So Olivia ran in the splash pad. Carmel got in the pool. Henry did the slide again. And the kids were happy. And that was actually a relaxing pool moment because I could stand on the side when she was at the splash pad. You know, when you have little kids, the pool is not relaxing. It, yes. Yeah. I'm not much of a, like a swimmer. So I just kind of want to like sit on the edge of the pool or like have my feet in. And with little kids, that's not, you're either in the pool or you're out of the pool. There's no in between. Yeah. There's no relaxing. Yes. Yeah, so you have to watch like a hawk. I mean, the lifeguards are excellent, um, but you know, you have to watch your own kids, obviously. So at 545, we went back to Magic Kingdom with just our family and then Emily and Henry. Uh, Levi had kind of had a rough day, I think, that day, and his head was hurting. So his dad and their baby stayed back. 
Um, one thing that we all really wanted to do was ride the train because it's been closed for so long. So we took a full loop on the train, which was really great. Um, and we met Mickey at Town Square Theater and Carmel when this is the last time we we're going to meet him and we knew and when we were leaving she kissed him on his nose and I got like the perfect picture just coincidentally and I was I mean that's kind of gross because I'm sure there's lots of germs on his <laughs> nose but it was it just touched my heart she loved the characters um and then we did a Buzz Lightyear Lightning Lane I think we used our experience redemption on that because the Magic Kingdom ones are great there's so many rides that you can do um, and then we did Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor, and Henry got his joke on Monsters, Inc., so he was excited about nice. that. Uh, and then when we were loading up the stroller, we saw this random lady, and she, like, gave our kids ring pops and etch-a-sketches, and that really helped them get through dinner. Well, um, we went to Casey's Corner. We did a mobile order, and since it was, like, getting close to fireworks, it was very hard to find somewhere to sit because I think people were camping out for fireworks at those tables. But Jonathan ended up finding one in front of the plaza. So I was like, you really trust me a lot to carry two drinks on a tray across Main Street. But we did it, and then I really wanted to go get that Rapunzel photo pass. Oh, boy. How did the line look for that? This is the photo. It's only in the evening after dark and you're holding the lantern and it's over by the the bathrooms in between Liberty Square and Fantasyland. But it's super popular. So how did the wait look for that? When we first got there, it was not open yet. And so I texted Emily and been like, we want to do the Rapunzel photo pass because we had split from them. I think they went on Big Thunder or Haunted Mansion. Um, And so... She was like, oh, it wasn't bad. It's not crowded at all. And so I was like, okay, well, when I got there, it wasn't open yet. Well, it turns out she had just taken a picture with the lanterns. She didn't realize (laughs) what I was talking about. And so it wasn't open yet. So we went on Small World and John, Olivia fell asleep in the stroller. So John waited there. And as we were getting on Small World, it was opening up. So we were only about like seven people deep, maybe seven parties deep. But like the issue is it does take a long time for every party because you know, it's different configurations, you know, some people get each kid individually, and then their family, and then, you know, so it did take a while, so we got in line, the line started at 847, because they wait till it gets completely dark, and we did not get out of that line until 918, and fireworks were at 920, and so we had to, like, book it to Main Street, but I knew from the past, like, fireworks to me, you can camp out all day, And really, there's going to be someone that comes, stands right next to you that just walked up. Yeah. Or someone's going to put their kids on their shoulders or everybody's going to like shift because that always happens to the moment things start happening. Everybody shifts. Everybody moves. I I agree with you. It's especially if it's just if it's a lower number of people, like if it's just you and a couple other people, the bigger the group, it's a little harder to come in last minute. But yeah, if it's just a couple of people. Yes. And we weren't trying to be like in the hub. Like, I don't think we could have gotten anywhere near there at that point. So we went on Main Street and we were like right, right across from like uh, the Starbucks. We were right there. So we just kind of went to the side and the fireworks started. Carmel says that was her favorite part of the trip, but it's probably because it was the last part of the trip and she just remembers it. Um, (laughs) 
And then right after that, we went to the Emporium and the confectionery and just kind of like shopped around as people were like crazy exiting. Both girls fell asleep and then we walked back to the resort. Oh, so nice to be able to walk back and not have to deal with the buses after a long day at Magic Kingdom. Yes. Uh, Olivia did wake up during fireworks and was like a little confused. But it was our last day. I knew I could kind of push her um, because we were going to go be in the car, you know, most of the next day. So that was why, you know, I don't feel like you can rope drop in fireworks every night if you have littles, but you can like prioritize what you want to see. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. Your last park day. I'm glad that it ended with something like fireworks. That's really nice. Yeah. Did you end up doing anything the next day or you just kind of made your way out? So the next day we actually, we had breakfast planned at Steakhouse 71 and then the Dorniers were going to the beach. So we helped them load their car. They left for the beach and we went over to Fort Wilderness to do the pony ride because Carmel wanted to ride a pony. Um, So we did the pony ride. That is like the cheapest thing that Disney has to offer. It was like $12. Was it difficult to to find? Because wilderness, there's a whole bunch of stuff you can do. Horseback riding. There are several activities there. But that's kind of a weird area. And I know you had a car, so that does change things. Did you have any difficulty getting there, finding where you needed to be? So we actually walked to the boat. And I put my double stroller in the car and I just took a a carrier and carried Olivia on the carrier. And I noticed after that, like we could have taken the internal bus to the tricycle D ranch, but we didn't do that. We just walked, um, which it wasn't a far walk. Um, The pony rides and the horse rides are separate though. So the pony rides are at the tricycle D ranch. I have no clue where the horse rides are. Um, So you do have to be under 10. So she was young enough to ride. And she loved that. And Olivia loved seeing all the the ponies in the little stable. So that was great. And then we took the bus back to Magic Kingdom. We went to the Polynesian and Carmel really wanted to go to the beach. So we brought her to the Polynesian beach, which she was sad that they had no shells, but she did enjoy playing in the sand for a little bit. And then we got some drinks from Captain Cook's, just some Powerades, and then We took the monorail back and we left. And on the way out, we got Gideon's at the not Disney Springs location. (laughs) Okay. And so we did save time because Disney Springs, I know, can be like a two or three hour wait. Yeah, I was going to ask, what what does the wait time look like when you're not at Disney Springs? Where is the one that isn't at Disney Springs? So it is in Orlando, but it's like downtown Orlando. So it was maybe from uh, Bay Lake, maybe a 35-minute drive, um, but you can pull right up to it. So it's in kind of like a co-op situation. There's a bunch of different stores, and this is a popular place of Orlando people. Like there was just normal like people who live in Orlando there, but it was packed. And they had maybe 20 people in line when I got there, which I was shocked because I was thinking, oh, I'm just going to walk up and get Gideon's, but no. Um, but it it didn't take long, maybe took 10 minutes. And I could have pre-ordered if I had done it 72 hours in advance and there will be no loss. Mm. But we got some Gideons and then we left around three o'clock and... Time to head home. Yeah, started looking at our pictures. I ended up buying a Memory Maker just one day of it. If I would have known we would have done so many characters, I would have purchased it all in advance. 
but uh, I didn't. So I bought it for like that last day of Magic Kingdom where we met all the princesses and the Rapunzel picture and um, those pictures. But I kind of wish I would have gotten, that's a regret of mine that I didn't get it for the whole trip. Yeah, hindsight. Okay, let me ask yeah. you, do you, when you typically go, do you, do you always travel with other families or is it typically just your family when you go? So we've been four times since Carmel has been born. And one time we went just us. And then the other two times we went with like grandparents. How was it traveling with other families? Is this something you would do again? Is this something, do you prefer just doing it your own family? I loved traveling with them, but we also, I do think you need to think about how you travel and how other families travel. So we travel very similar to them. We have done vacations, other vacations before. And then I do feel like we're pretty like open and honest. Like if people wanted to split up, nobody's feelings got hurt. You do need to kind of discuss all those things. And then also having similar aged kids helped out. If we one time almost went with like my niece and she was so much older than our kids. And I didn't know enough about Disney at that time to know our kids would have done a lot of waiting on that trip. Whereas this trip, most of the things our kids were interested in, they could all do. So I would definitely travel with them again. And I think they had a great time too. And we kind of talked about it after like, okay, like maybe we need to do this in a few years again, or, you know, do an adult's trip, just us. But I do think you need to make sure you're traveling with a family that's going to travel like you. Okay. So make sure you've You've got similar interests. Maybe you're like, like if you're a morning person and they're more like the late night people, like these are definite conversations to have before you're sharing. And you guys, it's not like you even had separate rooms. Like you were sharing, you know, the same hotel space so that like you really have to be comfortable with somebody before you're going to make that, that kind of commitment. Absolutely. And I mean, we could each close our doors to our bedroom part. Like you need that. I don't know if you could ever stay in like a one bedroom and just somebody's room be the common area with another family. Cause you kind of each need your divided space to be able to go and cool down. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but we, I mean, we got along great. The kids got along great. And that was really great for Carmel to have friends when they left to go to the beach. She was like, but who am I going to play with? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm so glad that worked out. Are you guys planning another trip? I know you said in the beginning, you, you're like, oh, the Disney blues. Are you in the planning stages? I am hoping to go for a work conference um, around Thanksgiving. Um, our family doesn't have anything planned yet. We really want to go to Disneyland soon or a Disney cruise, but I don't want to do a cruise to Olivia's three. So we'll probably do, we're about a every year kind of family. Okay. I don't think we'll be able to do this kind of a trip where we say deluxe again uh next year uh this was a splurge for us but i thought it was absolutely worth it um i would just rather vacation more frequently and stay not deluxe even though i loved every moment of it i want to be able to go i understand that completely (laughs) yeah i mean john has a shirt that says uh my my heart says polly but my wallet says pop and that's a hundred percent. I think that's I most of us. Yeah, yeah, I think that's most of us. So. Oh, I think this was a really, you had a lot of really great advice. This was a really helpful episode and you stuck with me despite my technical issues on my end. So thank you for being on the show today. 
Thank you for having me. I love your podcast. I just think like listening to people's practical trip reports is like a really great way to get a feel of the park because it's hard to know when you're not there all the time. Even if you're watching wait times, which I do recommend for people, I think, you know, that the fact that you have a lot of trip reports has helped us. So thank you. All right. Another big thank you to Alyssa for being on the show. You know, if you're listening the day that this uh, episode dropped, I'm actually in the park. So you can follow along right now if you'd like. I try my best to post up to to date content on Instagram and stories. That's typically like the easiest place for me to post and to talk to you guys. Um, So if you have any questions about things that I'm doing or seeing or if you want me to check anything out, feel free to hop on there. um, And I try and get back to everybody as quickly as possible. As soon as I get back, uh, we will be dropping a trip report with my good friend and lovely husband, Tech Nasty. I mean, even though no one calls him that. If you want to be a guest on the show, there is a link in the show notes. You can leave me a voicemail message. Please make sure you leave me messages before your trip happens. Um, I do like to chat with you a little bit before we talk. Otherwise, thanks for listening and I'll see you guys in the parks.